0: So glad you tuned in again today. Welcome back as we're going to have another great sermon brought to us by our Pastor Mays here. It's called Living in the Overflow. Every Sunday is a true blessing here at the River. We we love to have you guys join us, whether you're here in person in a seat or if you're listening over the podcast here. Either way, I hope and I pray and and I certainly actually know that these sermons uh, will uplift you and uh give you some meat to chew on for the week here, some spiritual meat uh, to chew on. But anyway, we'd love to have you come join us if uh, you're ever in town, or if you're close by, pop in on Sunday mornings at 11 o'clock for our main service, 10 o'clock is our Sunday school, and if not, if you're too far away, you know, find yourself a local church if you're not already attending. Go and and support the church, let the church support you, it's a, it's a giving relationship, back and forth, and really, uh, you know, it's... It, I can't state the importance of it, if you're able to to do that. If not, then that's okay. We're going to have church here today as you listen to this message brought to us by our pastor. So anyway, I'm sure it's going to bless you. Have a fantastic day. Have a fantastic week. And as Pastor Mays always says, God loves you and we love you and he is still King and Lord. Enjoy.
1: Well, praise the Lord. You may be seated. They're glad to be in church today. Glory to God. I tell you, Mike done these lights, buddy. He, he put some light on the subject. Hit my lights back here because I can't see with all this here. I want to see you guys today. Praise the Lord. I went in to tell you a a good, uh, glad to see our friends, the Greeks from Gallatin, Tennessee this morning. Um, I go I go into the bank, I don't know if you guys remember or not, but uh, there's a little girl at the bank here in White House where I go, and uh, I guess it's been now about a year ago I told you guys about it, that uh, I had given her a book, and she had read the book, and then a few months later, um, as I go in the bank, uh, I get through banking, and she comes, follows me outside and asks me, you know, if I would... Uh, and told me what the problem was. And she had, uh, they said she had terminal cancer. She's about, uh, I'd say she's about 35, 36 years old, somewhere along there. And she's got a little girl, about eight. And um, so she said, uh, I read the book, and she said, would you pray for me? We're right outside the bank in White House. See, when you're desperate, you'll do anything. And when the doctor says there's no hope, you will do anything. So we stand at the front door of the church, I mean, of the bank, and I'm holding her hand, and I said, Don, I'm going to curse this cancer. I said, You know, you may have to go through some stuff. I don't know what you're going to have to go through, but I said, I curse this cancer that's in your body. And I said, I will pray for you every morning. I will pray for you. And I did. I prayed every day. I pray every day for Teresa. I call her name out before the Lord. And so I go into the bank this Monday. And she's behind the counter. Now, she's lost some hair. She's got a little thing on. But she lost some hair, and she sees me walk in the bank. And she said, oh, Pastor, and she comes out behind the counter, she said, I just want to hug you. And she said, I'm back at work. Let me tell you something. God is still on the throne. So... Naturally, I just had a wonderful day, you know, to see what God done in her life. And so, thank God that we know He's no respecter of persons, because what He's done for one, He'll do for the other. But I want to share with you this morning about, now you're going to leave church today, and it's not going to be a shouting service, and you're going to say, well, you know, I don't know. He's all the time talking about money. I'm going to read some scripture today and you think I'm talking about money, but I'm not talking about money. Wait till I get to the end of the service and you'll see what I'm talking about. But anyway, but it has something to do with it. Um, Everybody loves when the preacher talks about money. How many in here in this service today has ever heard me, put your hand down Bob, (coughs) had ever heard me Preach a sermon on money. Not one of you. Never preached a sermon on money. Well, good. Get one today. No, I'm not just seriously. But you know, here's the thing about it. God just blesses our church, and so uh, we don't have to beg for money. We we're not beggars. We just give you an opportunity to sow seed into good soil, and so. But anyway. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes 11.1, 1, that cast your bread upon the waters, and you will find it after many days. Cast your bread upon the waters, and you will find it after many days. Now, we're going to parallel that scripture with Joshua in the 14th verse of the third chapter of Joshua. Now, Joshua's getting ready, to the children getting ready to cross over the Jordan. And the Bible says in Joshua, the third chapter, verse 14, So it was when the people set out from their camp to cross over the Jordan with the priest bearing the Ark of the Covenant before the people, and those who bore the Ark came to the Jordan, and the feet of the priest who bore the Ark dipped in the edge of the water. Now here's what I want to get to for the jordan overflows all its banks during the harvest the jordan overflowed the banks at the time of the harvest now we know that water is a type and shadow, uh, I mean that the, the old testament is a type and shadow of the new covenant we know that water is a type of the holy ghost right and yeah, so what the Israelites would do, they were nomadic people. And so what they would do, they traveled and they always traveled around water because they had to, you had to have water. And so the, the Israelites would always travel around rivers where the water was. So what would happen, and they would camp and they would have a sow seed. I heard the most ignorant thing I'm going to take one bypass I heard the most ignorant th- thing from a guy running for president this week Mike Bloomberg <laughs> called farmers said they don't have any gray matter he said to be a farmer all you got to do is put a, dig a hole put a seed in the ground and just and it comes up now that's what's running for our president. But uh, but the children of Israel understood sowing and reaping. So what they would do, they would be upstream and they would plant their crop. Now, when they got ready to move and after they had harvested their crop, they threw 10% oh god they took 10% of their harvest and threw it into water. Now why would they do that? Because I just told you that when they got downstream and the Jordan River overflowed, when the river overflowed with their seed that was in the water, it went to the bank and it went into the ground. The water receded. And the children of Israel would come down months later. What did they have? They already had a harvest. They had done. They they, they understood sowing and reaping. So they would take their seed, ten percent of their seed, put it into the water. God take the water down the stream. The the Jordan would overflow. The seed would stay on the side of the bank, and they had a harvest. Well. That's pretty smart, I would say, wouldn't you? And and so we're we're looking now and we're talking about living in the overflow. So that's what they did. They lived in the overflow. And so it's like with us today. You know, I was talking to a young man. I'm a seed sower. I've learned that years ago. Many, many years ago. I believe in sowing a seed because I'm wanting to harvest. I'm reaping today on seed that I've sowed years ago that's starting to come up. Now, I'll tell you one thing, you can sow bad seed. And the Bible says, God is not mocked, whatever a man soweth, he shall reap. And let me tell you something, I prayed for crop failure on a lot of my seed. I mean, there's stuff that I, that I sowed years ago that I have prayed. I don't want a hundredfold return on that. So I pray for crop failure on that bad seed. But the good seed that I've sowed, I'm expecting a harvest. But it's like with, with, with me. I have sowed seed years ago that I'm seeing the fruition of that harvest come today. You know, I share with you uh, in this church, 23 years ago, we had the $42.00. I came to Portland, Tennessee, Sold $42 into a little building over here. You see today, uh, what, 23 years later, 22 acres of land and and, and a church here. What? Because God honored my seed. And what happens so many times, we eat our harvest. Well, I I know y'all wouldn't get that. But so many times, we want to eat what we need to sow. And so the children of Israel understood that. I was talking to a, a young man Sunday. I'm not going to call his name. I was talking to a young man Sunday. He's after church. He said, Pastor, I want to talk to you. And he said, uh, very nice, spirit-filled young man. He said, uh, so I brought him in my office. He said, I want to talk to you. He said, I want what you have. Well, that's so I mean... That's nice to have. He's talking spiritually. He's talking about spiritually. I want what you have. I said, I'm going to show you something. I said, you know, it's, sometimes it's, uh, you need to really be careful what you wish for. But I said, I'm going to show you something. So I pulled out my, my, uh, 1099 form, what I made. I said, I'm going to show you something. I pulled out my ten ninety nine form. I pulled out my receipt from the church, what I gave, and I said, "I want you to look at this." I said, "I give thirty percent back to God." She said, "Say what?" I said, "I give thirty percent of my income back. That's why I'm blessed." Let me tell you something. It's not only financially, but it's physically. What I sow, we, we, we want to sow and we think it's we get everything monetarily. No, let me tell you something. Cause you wake up in the morning and, and, and you don't have cancer. You wake up in the morning, and you don't have heart condition. You wake up in the morning and you're not sick. I'm telling you that that is a blessing, bless God. And what we sow will always come to pass may not be just money. So many times we get caught on this. I want to give where I can receive. That I want to, I, 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 I want to so see that I can get money back. Well, it could come in other ways. Just like this little girl right here. She's going to have a little papoose here in two weeks. Two weeks. So I know a little something about them. But you know what? You know what? That little baby is going to be normal. That little baby, what kind of blessing is that? What kind of seed were they, have they sowed that that baby is going to be normal? That baby is going to be a happy baby and have a happy mom and daddy? I told her this morning, I said, now Crystal, I said, I don't want to uh, uh, pry into your business or something, anything. But I said, honey, you, you, you old enough to stop this. I mean, after a while, you know, we just need to stop this. But we still believing for a great baby. What's her name? Claire. Well, give Claire a hand before she comes here. Yeah, I told Becky this week, and we're talking about this, so I told Becky this week, and uh, she said, she's all the time come up with stuff like this. Her, she's got a foot problem this morning. But she's all the time come up with stuff. And, and she'll come up, Herbie, you love me. <laughs> I said, baby, you love me. I said, let me tell you something. I told you 73 years ago why I love you. She said, you didn't know me 73 years ago. I said, yes, I did. I said, because when I was born... 30 days later you was born and I said God told me when I was born that he had somebody for me and it was you and I said God I love that girl so I said don't ask me no more if I love you I'll go home today she'll probably say do you do you love me I said yeah I love you you know but thank God that I sowed seed to get a good harvest with a good wife now, Proverbs thirteen twenty two says this. A good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. And the wealth of the wicked is stored up for us. Yeah. Let me tell you something. It's coming to the church. For the end time move of God, it takes money. And God is going to bring this to the end time church. It's going to come for us to get the harvest that's coming in. But He said, "And the wealth of the sinners stored up for the rising." But it's, and I told Leslie the other day, the Bible says, "A good man leaves an inheritance to his children." Children, I said, "You're my children." I said, "Don't be expecting a lot because the inheritance is going to your kids." But y'all didn't get that. But I said, you know, that 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 is part of the promise of God. So I'm sowing seed now. I'm still sowing seed. I'm sowing seed for my grandson. I uh I'll tell you this little story. Canaan and I, when he's out and and uh, he's an entrepreneur, he's got five yards already to mow. Now he already knows. That what he makes, he gives 10% to God. I've done told, I've done told him that. He knows that. That we start out early in order to, to honor God with our first fruits. So, we're over at, uh, uh, Cracker House. Cracker Barrel, I mean. Uh, we over at Cracker Barrel and we get, uh, we get a breakfast. We go there to get breakfast. And so, uh, we're sitting there and we got this waitress there that, that we really like. And so she's sweet waitress and nice to us and everything. And so we're there. This was back last summer. And so we're there. And so we get our breakfast. And so, uh, Canaan said, uh, Paul, Paul said, uh, let me pay for it today. I said, okay, that's good. So he looked at the ticket that we had. It was $21 and some odd cents. And so he said, I, I'm going to pay for it. So as we got up to leave, I said, I'm going to get the tip. And so I left $20 tip. And he said, Popo? Why did you leave a tip? It's almost as much as the bill. I said, I'm sowing seed. I said, we're sowing seed, but God will meet our need. He told me the other day, he said, I, Papa, i got another yard to mow. Twelve years old, got five yards he mows. But he knows that he's going to sow seed on what God gives him. Now, let me get to where I'm going because I've done made uh, all of you mad now. (laughs) Malachi says this, and I'm not talking about money here. Malachi says this in Malachi 3.6. He said, For I am the Lord, and I do not change. Therefore, you're not consumed. He said, I've taken care of you, yet from the days of your fathers. But you have gone away from my ordinance." And you have not kept them. And he says, I want you to return to me. Come back to me. Repent and come back to me. And then they asked the Lord, in what way and how can we return? Then he said this, you have robbed me, the Bible says. He said, you robbed me in tithes and offerings. And he says, you're cursed. Let me tell you something. I'd rather have 90% blessed than 100% of it cursed. But he said, it's cursed because you robbed me. Now, here's what I want to get to. Now, he said here, I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. In other words, he will protect you. You that's got sickness this morning. He, that's a promise from God. He said, if, if you'll hook, hook up to God's plan... I will rebuke the devourer for your sake, so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground. What is the fruit of your ground? The fruit of your ground is your offspring. The fruit of your ground is your children and your children's children. That's the fruit of your ground. And he said, uh, uh, um, and I and I will rebuke the devourer from from. I'm gonna put it this way. He said, I will rebuke the devourer. From killing your children. So we hook up to God's plan. There's people right here. You say, now Pastor, I, I, I know I can't tithe. People in, in such a financial shape, I, that's fine. But 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 if you'll be, be be faithful with God and start somewhere, you'll see what God will do when you're faithful. He says, if you'll be faithful over the few things and the little things, I'll make you rulers over many things. I got a boy in this church. I, we, we uh, uh, Brayley, was doing the, the tithe records and everything. I got a boy in this church. I came up to him. I said, let me ask you something. Did you make this kind of money last year? He said, well, no, Pastor. We didn't make that much money. I'm talking about a boy that tithe. My God, I couldn't believe how much he put in this church. I know he didn't make that kind of money. But you know what? His whole family's blessed. i tell you that. Because he's hooked up to something. Uh, I can tell you that 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 he's hooked up to it. And so it, w- it was blessed. Now, you all know this. I've got my little granddaughter that does children's church over here. <clears throat> of course, we think she's pretty sharp, <clears throat> naturally, with her grandparent. But she's got a boy in the church, and he's got uh, hots for her. I mean, he's just pretty pretty. He's pretty He's crazy, I'll be honest with you. So about two weeks ago, he was out there at her house, and I happened to be out there. So we're sitting at the table. Now, he didn't tell you this, Mama, but I'm going to go ahead and tell you. But he's sitting at the table, and uh, we're talking, and I said, Jordan, I said, uh, you, you like that girl? He said, oh, Pastor, he said, I, I love that girl. I said, well, that's good. I said, let me tell you something, boy. <laughs> I said, let me, I'm just going to tell you, talk to you before you can understand something. I said, now, she's blessed because she's part of me. I said, so I intend for her to stay blessed all her life. Uh, I said, you know what I'm saying? Well, not really. (laughs) I said, here's the plan. Now, I know that you kind of got the hots for her and all this. But I said, let me tell you something. I don't want my granddaughter cursed the rest of her life. He said, what do you mean? I said, I'll tell you what I mean. I mean... That that you hook up to God's plan and you tithe your money. He didn't tell you that, did he? I know he does. But I'm just I, I'm just I, I'm just reassuring the fact. And he said, Oh I do, Pastor, I, I know that. I said, Let me tell you something. I want you and Brayley, if y'all get married, I want y'all blessed all of your life. I don't want you cursed. I want you blessed that whatever you put your hand to will prosper. Amen. And so, you know, I'm just trying to help him out. And uh, thank God for a good boy that's been raised from a good family. And he understood what I'm saying. Thank God. Now, turned over to Luke 6.38. And we're going to close right there. Now, the Bible says here, therefore, in verse thirty-six, therefore, be merciful. Now, I've heard all of my life. Now, brother Jerry, you're a pastor, and uh, you, you've heard this. Now, I've heard this scripture used just for money. Luke six thirty-eight. But moment, I'm going to read. Sometimes it's good to get the scriptures before it to find out truly the context of of what he's saying. So many times we want to pull one scripture out and say, now this is what it means. Well, I'm going to show you what this right here means. In verse 36, he's there, Therefore be merciful just as your Father is merciful. Judge not, and you shall not be judged. Condemn not, and you shall not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Now he says all of this before Luke 6:38 and Luke 6:38 says it give and it shall be given to you good measure pressed down shaken together and running over will be put into your bosom for with the same measure that you use it with the same measure be given back to you so all of my life I've heard this scripture used uh give and it be given to you which that's a principle pressed down shaken together and running over that's a principle but look look what uh, uh uh is the kicker to that Luke 6:38 he said if you don't operate in forgiveness if you don't operate in forgiveness Luke 6:38 you can't you can't be in unforgiveness you can't be bitter you can't be hating people and and expect God to bless what you put in the plate So the whole thing to 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 live in the overflow of what God look I don't know about you I'd rather live in the overflow I'd rather live in the more than enough I've been by and just getting getting by getting by is not fun living in the overflow is fun when you're living in the overflow spiritually financially. Uh, God will move on your behalf, and you'll live happy, and you will forgive. But what happens so many times, uh, 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 we are harboring stuff. We want God to bless us. We say, well, if I just get my 10% and put it into church, everything's going to be all right. Wrong. God does not honor unforgiveness, hatred bitterness and all of that stuff he won't honor your, your your fruit. So we've got to get straightened out spiritually before we can get straightened out financially so we can live in the overflow if, if we'll operate in forgiveness. I don't know about you, but that is, that's one of the hardest things for me because I, I tell you, if, if you won't uh, understand how to operate in forgiveness, be a pastor of a church and you'll find out. You'll find out how hard it is to operate in forgiveness. Because I want to tell you something. It, it, it's easy. It, it, in the flesh, I'll just be honest with you. We've got no kids in here. In the flesh, there is people I'd like to knock the hell out of. Now, I know none of y'all have ever thought that. But i just go ahead and tell you that I have. Then I go and I pray. And then I get convicted. Then God says, what if I knock the hell out of you? Well, thank God, August twenty second, 1990, He knocked the hell out of me. And bless God. If we could get, if we could get the hell knocked out of the church, we could get heaven in the church. Bless God. But he, but, but he's talking about that and that ties in with your giving. I just want to encourage you. You know, if you got something going and you got a problem, turn it over to God and say, look, I know it. Look, in the flesh you cannot forgive. I shared the story with you when, when when the boy beat me out of all that money. Uh, but August 22nd, I got saved. August 23rd, I had told the guy I would kill him. But August 23rd, I looked him up. Why? Because something came into me greater than what was already there. And what came into me pushed out what used to be into me, if that makes any sense. And, and, and so I, I wasn't the same old man. I was a new man. And I had a new name, bless God, pressed down, shaken together, running over, forgiveness. And so if we could just get to that point, and we've all been there, I know none of you probably have. I know y'all love everybody, never have no problems, but I've had a few problems. But thank God for the grace and mercy of God. That through it all, through all of the trials and the troubles and the problems that we have, the grace and mercy of God overrides everything that's operating, that wants to operate in my life. And He'll do the same for you. Let's stand. Go ahead, brother. I've never done this in my entire life, and I've questioned it. I'm not adding to or taking away, but what you just done was so true, and that's the truth. But verse 39 says this: "This is for those that do not forgive." He asked a question, and he spake a parable unto them: "Can the blind lead the blind? Shall they not both fall in the ditch?" Let me sum it up with this: and Pastor, I'm sorry if I got out of line. But if we're walking in unforgiveness, you are blind. And if you think you're going to lead anybody to Jesus when you're blind, you're going to lead them right into a ditch. And that is thus saith the Lord thy God right there. Thank you, brother. Amen.